Hey everyone, I want to come to you with something that's really been on my heart this week as we read in John 4, 1 through how many of our verses, 30-something, about Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman. And then it brought my mind to Jesus' encounter with Peter the first time they meet and come face to face after Peter has betrayed, denied, and stabbed Jesus in the back. And what I am struck by, and what's resonating in my heart, is this truth, this truth, that in our deepest shame and in our deepest sin, there is no greater joy than for the deepest, darkest parts of ourselves to be fully exposed and laid bare underneath the light of God's love. In our deepest sin, when we've messed up beyond repair, there is no better place and there is no more joyful place than to be fully lit up and exposed by the light of God, the loving light of God. We see this in John 21 and John 4. But first, I remember this reminds me of when I've experienced shame and have withdrawn from relationship in my sin and shame and guilt. I was a little kid. I was probably nine or ten years old, and I was super into Karate Kid, super into Daniel Sun, and I wanted to be Daniel Sun. I was him for Halloween. I wear a bandana, and I, we were visiting my grandparents in Arizona, and they had these beautiful ancient cactus cacti in their front yard. Now, these weren't the Sororo cactuses, but these were the prickly pear, but they're huge, just huge cactus, cacti, whatever you want to say. And so I went out to play in the hot desert sun, and I was Daniel's son. I was Mr. Miyagi's disciple, his protege, and the cactus was Cobra Kai. The cactus was my enemy. The cactus was that jerky blonde kid. And so I destroyed that cactus. I kicked that cactus. I took a stick and beat that cactus and knocked the prickly pear things off. And they were, I just obliterated it. I go inside after my victory. I sit down. I'm watching cartoons or whatever. My grandpa comes into the house a couple hours later in from work. And I just remember this. This was, you know, 30 years ago. I remember him saying, what happened to my cactus? And I remember this feeling of terror in my chest. And I clammed up. I withdrew in myself. I went kind of into the corner and didn't say a word. I was like, I don't know. And I never told my grandpa. Actually, I told him about 25 years later when I was sure it was safe. Enough distance had passed uh, that he wouldn't be angry. He didn't live there anymore. But I allowed that my guilt and my shame, my offense against my grandpa to Keep me from him to shrink back. Do you ever feel that way in your sh- in your in your in your sin in your shame? That you shrink back from relationship rather than run into relationship, especially with God. That you, when you're messing up, 
When you're not getting it together, when you've really just can maybe fallen into that habitual sin that you struggle with, you remain distant with God. You want to make sure that you can get it all together before you really feel like you can connect with Him or lift your hands in praise or have that feeling or be restored. See, this isn't the case, but it's this human nature to shrink back in our shame, just like Adam and Eve in the garden. But we don't see the people that were with Jesus, the people that were with Him face to face. That was not their impulse in their deepest shame. That wasn't their impulse when they had sinned and messed up. Their impulse was not to shrink back from God, but to run towards Him in their deepest shame and vulnerability. We see this in uh, John uh, 21, right? Peter, Peter had stabbed Jesus in the back, denied him three times, just like Jesus said he would. And he's like, no, never. And when Jesus is on trial and Peter is put to the test, he chooses his life over Jesus, denies him, betrays him. The rooster crows. Jesus is killed. Can you imagine Peter's sense, the weight he carries? He's betrayed God's son, the Messiah. Well, Jesus appears to John. And this is the beautiful picture of Jesus on the beach, cooking breakfast. I love it. As we pick up our plates, we put down our divisions, right? Jesus cooks a meal. And he invites his disciples in. He, he says, hey, why don't you fish over there? And, and when they gather in this huge catch of fish, John says, it's got to be Jesus. And Peter, at those words, throws off his outer garment, jumps into the water in his underwear, and runs through the water, swims, falls, trips, goes, runs towards Jesus. Peter, listen to this, Peter cannot wait to meet the justice of Jesus. Peter cannot wait to come underneath the judgment of Jesus because he knows Jesus. He knows that Jesus' judgment is the full weight of his love on his life. The judgment and the justice of Jesus will meet his sin, his shame, and his brokenness with healing and transformation. He's seen Jesus interact with a woman caught in adultery. He's seen Jesus interact with people. He's lived life with him, and he is fully confident that he can meet and run towards Jesus in his deepest, darkest hour, his shame and betrayal. And we see the same in the the woman from Samaritan, the Samaritan woman, right? I mean, what is the good news that she goes running into her village to declare after having an encounter with Jesus? She says, come and see the man who told me everything that I ever did. That's incredible. Let me tell you, is this sound like good news to you? If someone just declared everything that you have ever done. I mean, that makes me tense up. That gives me anxiety. But no, under the light of God's love, when our hearts, our deepest, darkest secrets, everything that we've ever done, thought, is exposed by the light of the love of Jesus, 
we receive healing, restoration. It's our deepest joy to come underneath the light, the exposure of God's love. That is our happiest, most joyful, most transformative place. So please, new creation, would you run to Jesus? Would you see God as perfectly revealed in Jesus? He is not a distant, um, uh, a distant grandfather that never will, uh, pay, doesn't pay attention. He's not a demanding judge just waiting for you to mess up and throw down the sentence of condemnation. He's perfectly revealed in Jesus. And he'll keep you accountable to what you've done. But it will be the most healing, joyful place you could be, is in relationship with him, even in the midst of your deepest shame. Would you go to Jesus? What is that thing in your life? Allow the love of God to fully expose it. Take it to Jesus. Love you, church. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done and who you are.